Pulse, the podcast that beats into Art of Eurovision, and apparently a podcast that's not important enough for Aussie Vision to put in their list of most important Eurovision related podcasts. <laughs> anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm Kylie. Hello, oh. hi. And as always, joining me. Ciao, ragazzi. Io sono whatever John is in Italian. <laughs> Giovanni. Oh, my, and my name is Giovanni from that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, hello, hi, and welcome to um, our review of the 1965 contest, which, as you haven't already guessed, uh, took place in Napoli, in <laughs> Naples, in uh, Italy. And... Um, couldn't really find anything too notable about the contest other than there was the first anniversary contest. It was the 10th edition, so that's about it. 10 glorious years. <laughs> uh, may they continue. And uh, for this review, uh, we've uh, welcomed back a previous guest to join us in reviewing these songs. So welcome back, Rui, a.k.a. LABoy456. Hello. Hola, hola. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so um, what's our opinions on the, the 1965 contest in general? Who wants to start with this? Well, I just wanted to put a bit of context um, in here because um, lately we've been all watching the uh, Eurovision Again rewatches and... Um, one of the most popular ones that uh, we saw recently was the 1991 contest, which is also held in Italy. <laughs> and, that. you know, pe people have been um, hooking that contest to their veins ever since. I mean, the chaotic hot mess energy <laughs> was something, something to really behold. And so I think if people, if those people were to watch 1965 edition, they'd be very disappointed because this is the one Italian staged Eurovision that actually runs smoothly. <laughs> you know, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. The songs come on. The, t the presenter doesn't waffle. Um, it, it ends within about an hour and a half. It's It's... <laughs> Completely different. And the orchestra mm -hmm. doesn't end up with broken instruments and are actually well rehearsed. <laughs> oh, it's 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 for for fans of nineteen ninety one. It must be completely boring. <laughs> okay, uh, Rui, what's your opinion on nineteen sixty five? Mm, I think the beginning of the um, pop era for the original song contest. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, like it's definitely a year that changes the course of Eurovision in mm. terms of definitely the type of song that wins um, from then onwards. Like, we have United Kingdom, United Kingdom, we have France, Luxembourg. Yeah, definitely. In the like, pop genre. Yeah, definitely. Like, like even like not not considering what song won this year, there were a few. As you mentioned, there were a few songs that were going in a more modern direction. So yeah, it was definitely like um like an important year in that sense. And luckily, the those modern songs got the most votes. Yeah. Luckily for the future test, um, if you listen to the rest of the songs, you might not, you might not know that um, the Eurovision is catching up with the times. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know we've made loads of jokes before about in, in previous retro reviews about um, Eurovision not being entirely in touch with the times <laughs> in terms of contemporary music, but. Um, uh, um, what do we think about the um, uh, uh, the overall quality of the nineteen sixty five contest? 
choice sitting through it. Mm, I mean, there's a bunch of really enjoyable entries. <laughs> and a few terrible ones. At least one of them. God. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I... Oh. oh, sorry. Oh, what were you going to say? What really unsettles me about this contest is that it, that it's it starts in total silence for for whatever reason. Yeah, it does. <laughs> There's about a minute of no audio whatsoever, and then the same thing happens at the end. They they deal out the prize, and the winner sings the song, and then the credits roll in total silence. <laughs> It's like a like a super serious episode of Coronation Street, you know, <laughs> the moment you have a super serious episode, like when so like a beloved character dies horribly, the, the credits roll in complete silence. <laughs> yes, when they when, when like when they end up being run over by a tram or something. <laughs> By the Metrolink, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh! I know. Oh, know what you. Oh, know what you were referencing. Yeah. Oh, the, when the when the villain got run over by a Blackpool tram. <laughs> but oh. we digress. <laughs> yeah, but we digress. Um, uh, j just to give a little um personal context, I I I don't know how your guys scoring went but i'm i'm feeling that mine's especially when it comes to my notes like it, it gets a bit less m my notes get more less enthusiastic as it goes on because um i find that apart from about one or two songs they're all love songs and most of them are like sad love songs and I'm not exactly in the right mood to be dealing with those kind of love songs because I just recently got my heart broken so I'm not it's not the it's not something I can handle right now so like so if I seem a little bit you know grumpy especially towards the end of this review i'm sorry <laughs> it's just m the current time frame maybe if i was doing this in happier times uh, i wouldn't be so so, so, so miserable <laughs> maybe we should do a jolly contest instead <laughs> well it was too late now <laughs> we got the scores we... and everything from the public and we can't we, ask them to do something we, at the last started, minute. True. We've started, so we'll finish. Yeah. <laughs> and we've, al we've already put off this review off for so long. Like, I wanted to do this, like, at the very most before the end of last month, but things happened. I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> to all the listeners no, I... that this has been put off for so long. It's all right. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so uh, before we get started, uh, of course, we usually start off um, just to uh, just to do a little exercise in um, uh, basically giving some musical context in uh, the period that we're talking about. We usually play a little mini mix of five songs that were big hits throughout Europe in uh, the year that in question, which is 1965, of course, and we generally just have a short ramble on about music in general that year, just to, just to give it a little context of um, what the music scene was like in the year that um, uh, the, the Eurovision contest uh, we're talking about happened. So I'm just going to press play on my mini mix now.
Okay, so in case you don't know what those songs are, and uh, ju- judging by the by the kind of Eurovision fan that's highly active on uh, social media right now, that's probably like ninety five percent of them. <laughs> okay, so uh, that was me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound so mean there. Anyway, okay, so those songs were Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, Downtown by Petula Clark, uh, Woolly Bully by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, Hey Mr. Tambourine Man by the Birds, and Ticket to Ride by the Beatles. And um, I have to say, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for 1965 songs and uh, the section of notable hit singles from this year, and I'm not that terribly familiar, I'm ashamed to say. Yeah, I know, I'm a player. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you, like, ramble on about some of your favourite songs from this year, John? Um, yeah, my probably my favourite 1965 song is Long Live Love by uh, Eurovision alumni Sandy Shaw. Oh, yeah. Now, I love that song. Now, her, to- her, her Top of the Pops performance has been lost to the archives, but there is um, a, a rehearsal video of her Top of the Pops performance um, with an empty audience. She looks bored as hell. It she it gives she gives off complete ice maiden energy. It is properly amazing. <laughs> I just can't stop laughing every time I watch that. It's a wonderful video. You need to check it out. Oh, I do need to check that out. That sounds funny. <laughs> um, I'm looking down the list of number ones from '65. There's also "I Got You, Babe" by Sonny and Cher. Oh yeah. Wonderful song, and also. It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. <laughs> hey, it, for, for those um, Gen Z people out there, that's the... that, that Oh, actually, they might, might actually be too young to know this, but that's, the, that's otherwise known as the song that you do the cult and dance to. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I won't say much more about how... Most, most Eurovision songs have nothing to do with what the record buying public wants. I'll get on to that later. But um, one thing, I, one thing I will say about the songs from the mini mix is um, you need to check out the Mrs. Miller version of Downtown. Okay. Um, I'll just, I'll just say that, and I'll leave it there because. The sixties were was an era when and pretty much anybody could um make a record. That's all I'm saying. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's your home that's your homework for today. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'll go on to some of the songs I actually do know. <laughs> Um, so I'm just looking, uh, scrolling through this. So, uh, All Day and All of the Night by The Kinks. I know that song. That's a really good song. Um, oh, California mm-hmm. Dreaming by The Mamas and the Papas. Oh, that's a, that's a really good song. Oh, the leaves are brown. Oh, uh, we All also... Masterpiece. <laughs> and, uh, also Catch the Wind by Donovan. That's a really good song. Um... What have we got? Uh, do, do, what do about Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan, subterranean oh, yeah. homesick blues. Oh yeah, the um, yeah subterranean homesick blues. The one with Bob the video, uh, with yeah. the card. Mm. Yeah, the famous video with the cards. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's a that's a good song. Um, what else have we got? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, we gotta get out of this place by the animals. I know that one. <laughs> Um Do you know King of the Road? Oh yeah, I know that song, yeah. Sailors for Sailor Rent. Oh, 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 oh uh, also 
the Who's My Generation, that's a classic, and um, that's pretty much the only ones I recognise. <laughs> I'm so terrible. Um, there's another song which was released late in 1965 and went on to be a hit in, in early 1966. Uh, what song was that, sorry? When I say, are you ready, Boots? Oh! Start walking! Start walking, yes! <laughs> oh, Miss, Mrs. Miller re recorded that one as well. Oh, God. I'm not familiar. It's, it's, pro it's, it's, pro it's properly crap. It's amazing. Oh, I, I, this is the first I'm hearing of this um, Mr. Mrs. Miller character. <laughs> it sounds like like some sort of like um, crappy novelty singer. <laughs> think, think. Think all the old women that auditioned for X Factor. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> and if you think that there was no talent, no real big talent shows back then, it, it was a very new thing to have someone singing on record that well couldn't really sing at all. <laughs> oh God! Not only that, but she not only that, but she can't even follow the follow the beat. Oh no! But she was, a, but she was a big hit in America. Everyone loved her. <laughs> oh boy! Says a lot, doesn't it? Oh. Uh, do you have any more songs, Ray? <clears throat> the sound of silence. Oh yeah, that's a classic. The, um, the reworked version. Okay, yeah, yeah, because there's two versions of that song actually. Not the dummy in. No, <laughs> no, 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 that's a completely different acoustic. song. Uh, there's one version called "Verse Sound of Silence," and there's a version called just called "Sound of Silence." The <laughs> both but the by Simon Garfunkel. <laughs> I think one version's got more like strings on it or something like that I can't remember I'm more familiar with the one that was on The Graduate <laughs> that's the one that's the one yep. <laughs> I mean, 1965 is quite the uh, of the band I mean, The Beatles The Rolling Stones on the charts Herman's Hermits oh yeah definitely yeah um uh... I only know the one Herman's Hermit songs. I, I've I scrolled through a few of them on this list and I don't recognise any of these titles. Which is so bad. Oh, if my mom Educate was... yourself. Yeah, if my mom was listening to this, uh, she'd have some serious words with me because she was a child of the 60s and she buys all these greatest hits of the 60s compilations because it reminds her of her childhood and stuff like that and yeah it, and she listens to pick of the pops as well so yeah it <laughs> i i don't <laughs> i i don't tell my mum about this podcast because like i i worry about what she would think about the some of the things i would say but yeah if, if she heard what i was saying now she'd have some serious words with me <laughs> yeah that's that's how i have heard most 60s music as well through my mum as well but um it's it's okay we'll let you off because you know we were we were only minus 23 at the time so ah <laughs> oh, okay any any other songs you want to quickly mention before we start reviewing this contest really no okay Okay, so this uh, for those of you first-time listeners, this is how it's going to go. So we're going to go through all the songs. Well, we're, we're going to split this into two parts. So we're going to do the first nine songs in this first past, sorry, first part, and then we'll do la the last nine songs in the second part. Uh, we're going to go through each of the songs one by one. We're going to play a short clip of them, and then we're going to discuss what we like or don't like about the. And then we're going to each give them a score between 0 and 5. 0 for the worst and 5 for the best. And uh, also the public uh, via our Google Docs um, form uh, has given a score uh, between 0 and 5. And that's uh, calculated via the median number of uh, everyone's scores. So that will give us a nice score of... Um, 
up to 20, um, pretty much. Okay, so without further ado, let's get this started. So, song number one. The Netherlands. Les Pays-Bas. This is Connie van den Bos with Tis Genoeg, which means it's enough. good opener mainly because it has a pretty sweet bongo intro <laughs> i really appreciated that and um like as much as i'm going to complain about the number of uh, sad love songs in this contest this is actually one of the better ones like I, I, it's it's basically like um like a song like oh you've tri- you've done me wrong and i'm fed up with this kind of thing and uh, and uh, she she really sells that kind of sentiment she has this kind of um uh kind of um confident defiant confidence uh, in in the performance which i really appreciated so yeah i i, I thought this was a really good opening to uh, this year's uh, contest i thought i also agree it's a pretty good opener it's that dramatic to the fourth type of entry with pretty good, good lyrics and a bit of exotic arrangements in between. I mean, the beginning, quite exotic, and also a strong performance for Connie's part. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, John? Well, this song is 2020 in a nutshell for me. <laughs> it's enough. It's, it's enough. Enough already! <laughs> Coronavirus, get off! <laughs> See, it is real. See, it is getting real. Oh, you think? Yeah. Um, you, you think since that we've all been quarantined that we've had more time to do more retro reviews over the summer? But um, yeah, some of us haven't been coping very well <laughs> with everything. Oh God! Well, 2020 ruined everything. But yeah, the there's a lot there's a lot of chaotic energy, which is great here. Maybe a little maybe a little bit too chaotic for me. There's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of noise. That you know, I it's it's a good song. Maybe a bit too much for me. Um, Connie. Arguably, is more famous for being age shamed by Ulrika Johnson in 1998. Oh, that was her. Long ago, long ago, was it? Oh man. Bless her. Oh, poor Connie. I laugh, but oh god. Okay. Anything else before we give it the first scores of the review? No. Okay, I'm gonna give this a four. What about you, John? Um, I'll give the Netherlands a three. Vier. Vier which is so... four in Dutch. Yeah, four in four Dutch. Four in Dutch. <laughs> uh, vier punten. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Vier punten. Oh, I love it when we suddenly try to announce points in other languages. <laughs> Love it. Okay, and the public give it a three out of five. Okay, so I think it's good to practice Dutch, especially as um, we're going to Rotterdam next year, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I know. I did. I did the. I did the whole Dutch tree on uh, level one on Duolingo, but I haven't touched it for a long time. <laughs> Maybe I should go back to it. Oh. Okay, so song number two. United Kingdom. Les Royaumes-Unis. This is Kathy Kirby with I Belong. But now my heart has recovered from paths of fears that turn wrong. All my dreams are uncovered. 
Well, I've got a Brits Abroad story here. Uh-oh. And, um, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if any of you know about this. But, I um, think I um, might know what you're talking about, but uh, we'll <coughs> see, what you, see, see what happens. Go on. Okay, well, to give a bit of context, Kathy Kirby was, in 1965, she was a pretty big name in the UK. And um, she had a, a run show. She did, yes. Yes, I've never seen it, but um, yeah, well spotted, yeah. Um, so basically, she she was very convinced that um, she was going to be the winner. And uh, um, there's, a, there's a story that may or may not be true, but um, Kathy couldn't hide her disappointment when she only finished second. And um, apparently, there was a bit there was a bit of an incident backstage where. Um, this is all reportedly, this may or may not have happened, but um, apparently um, Kathy went up to the winner and uh, slapped her in the face. I, re- I read that the that the, um, the, the winner, not to spoil it, said it in an interview but ju- just before she died, actually. Uh, so it, I, I think there it. might be a grain of truth to it. Sorry, what were you going to say, Rui? <laughs> <clears throat> That's what I've heard as well. <clears throat> in, her, in her interview before she died about Katakobi. <laughs> Brits abroad, <About> eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talk, talk about a diva bitch slap. <laughs> uh, were you going to. Did you have anything else to say? The song's good, it's very of its time. Yeah. Yeah, I and, agree. Um, I think I think second was I think second was deserved. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. But you know, there, there was just absolutely no beating the song that abs- that eventually won. But yeah, this is a very worthy um, second place. I do think it was very contemporary, as you say. Like it's very much of the. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, very much of the vein of the kind of. Um, early early to mid sixties female singer kind of pop songs, you know, like uh, Petula Clark earlier, like Dusty Springfield, like uh, Cilla Black, like Sanji Shaw, as we mentioned earlier, those kind of people, and um, yeah, I don't really have much else to add <laughs> to what you said, John. What do you think, Rui? Um, I I also don't know, don't have much to add. It's a classy and yet contemporary pop entry of its time. Definitely, 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 definitely catchy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and her performance was really powerful. She was confident. Sure, he was. Yeah, like th- didn't she just like <clears throat> didn't she just um, walk onto the stage and immediately start singing? <laughs> like I thought that was quite that was quite interesting. Basically, yeah, and I, like I the, forgot the... to mention earlier that it was such a it was a very small stage. Yeah. In fact, it was really weird. Actually, the whole the orchestra took up most of the room. Yeah. And then you have the little performance um, area on 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 the side. Yeah, that was quite weird. <sighs> okay, so anything else on the UK before we give it a score? No. Okay. Only that she didn't do well on the charts. Ah, uh, okay. Outside of 13. She was picked by BBC after a string of top 20 hits, but once the Division Song Contest popped off, she didn't do as well. Oh, that old story. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm going to give this a four. What about you, John? It's a four from me, too. Five. Okay, and the public, give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so song number three. <laughs> I think I've just, um, like, I never used to number the songs but, uh, when we do these reviews, but uh, I just felt like doing a little bit of a change. Start <laughs> uh, today. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, song number three. Spain. L'Espagne. 
This is Conchita Bautista with Que Bueno, Que Bueno, which means how nice, how nice. Pero que bueno, que bueno, que This is in the song is as wonderful as a 1961 entry in Estado Contigo. The arrangements were great as well. Definitely. It was absolutely underrated that night. Yeah, wasn't this one of the songs that uh, ended up with uh, Neil Poir that night? None of them deserved it. It was, and I have something to say about that, but um, I'll I'll, I'll let you go first. (laughs) Okay. Um... Okay, so um, yeah, this is, I think this is a pretty nice song. Probably last place with well, joint last place with Neil Poise a bit. None of them deserve it, deserved it. Yeah, you could c- kind of argue, although I will, I I I, I uh, well, well, one of them. I'll, I'll I'll get to it when we get to it, but um, yeah, the, um. I think this is a decent song. Uh, this is, um, it, I mean, it's a little bit repetitive because most of the song is just basically que bueno, que bueno, que bueno. But um, it's a nice little song, got a nice like Spanish flavor to it, and um, you know, even with uh, the way she's singing as well. So yeah, it's not too bad. Definitely, Nil Poir is a bit harsh for this. The way you keep. Repeating the words que bueno, que bueno, it makes me think of Kinder Bueno. <laughs> and I think and I think that why haven't um why haven't they picked up this song up for an ad campaign in Spain? <laughs> Get on to it. Um well what's the name of the company? Was it is it Ferrero that that something like that that owns Kinder, doesn't so. it? Yes. I must just point out that other chocolate bars are available. <laughs> Now, Spain was robbed here, and uh, it's worth pointing out that throughout the 1960s... Um, yeah, they got a the bit EB- of a bum the, deal, yeah. The, yeah, the EBU were tampering constantly with their scoring system. Yeah. Um, and, and they just couldn't seem to, to find the, the right one. And this... the excuse me the system they had this year was a really screwy one um in which each jury could only give points to its top three oh. so so even if you finished consistently finished fourth you couldn't get any points oh. and i think that is potentially what happened with with spain and with a lot of other countries that should have scored a lot higher and would have done if they'd if they'd been allowed to. Yeah, like um, for for a couple of months, I've been preparing for a potential uh, last place World Cup poll on on uh, the EC Pulse Twitter page. I'm hoping that I can get it started soon uh, because I've just been um, working out the brackets and stuff. It's not easy. <laughs> it's a lot harder mm. than I anticipated, and uh, I did notice that there was a lot of contests, particularly in the late latter half of the 60s where there was like four countries that ended on zero points like because of this weird wackadoo voting system absolutely in fact this was 65 was the fourth consecutive year that four countries got zero points oh god Okay, anything else on Spain before we give it a score? Yeah, these these Spanish flamenco singers keep getting zero points and I don't understand why. Yeah, I, I, 1983 got, comes to mind. Yeah, we've got we've got Conchito and you've got um, Remedios with Who Sunk My Boat and <laughs> they neither of them deserved Nilpois. Love Remedios entry. Uh, what was the 
Oh yeah, Opera, Opera was the other one in 1983 that got zero. Do, yeah, do, do, do. Opera, <laughs> Opera, Opera, Opera. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just a little bit obsessed with that song. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would, I definitely prefer Spain over that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> we, we're going on a lot of tangents uh, today um, okay so let's give Spain a score I'm going to give this a three um, I like this a lot so I'm going to give it cuatro puntos cinco puntos Ooh. and uh, the public gave it cuatro puntos four points <laughs> uh, just this for Spain oh <laughs> I'm currently doing the Spanish tree on the uh, Duolingo, and um, I, 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 can't, I, I can understand it pretty well, but I can't speak it uh, just yet. <laughs> It'll come with time, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so song number four. Ireland. L'Irlande. This is much more with walking in, walking the streets in the rain. Sixties Ireland was um, <laughs> very much entrenched in their ballads, <laughs> pretty much. Um, oh, this one's not too bad. It's quite a nice kind of early sixties male crooner type song. Um, I don't really have much else to say. It's just a, other than it's quite a decent ballad. But um, the guy singing kind of looks like he could be a distant cousin of Rain Rooney. <laughs> um, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't look that, that bad. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He looks better than Rain Rooney. Don't worry. <laughs> and, I'm pretty sh- <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that he didn't need hair plugs either. <laughs> oh football jokes <laughs> uh, but um yeah that's me done uh who's next yeah this is actually ireland's debut and it's it really oh, sets the tone oh, sh- oh it- i feel so dumb why didn't i look that up <laughs> oh i'm sorry well it, i think it really sets the tone for the rest of ireland's entire participation in the contest yeah. Um, and but it's 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 not bad for the country that went on to become the kings of Eurovision. Although how long they're going to hold on to that throne remains to be seen. Yeah. But um, it's worth pointing out that the charts were full of songs like this too um, yeah. throughout the sixties. So it's our it's friend. Not, home, it's our not, fr- it's, sorry, 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 sorry. It's not like sorry. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, um, our good old friend Engelbert comes to mind, definitely. Well, didn't he have a big hit this year, too? Uh, I think it was, or was the, it year the year before, the year after. Let me have a look at this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the year when after. When did Engelbert Humperdinck reach number one? It was in 67, but yes. Oh, oh I thought it was 66, but anyway, <laughs> continue. Yeah. But yeah, it's not as if this is this song is outdated or anything. No. It's just very, it's just very Irish at Eurovision. Definitely. Which yeah. I like which I like, but thousands don't. <laughs> what about you, Ruri? <sighs> Wake up. I don't really like this one. It's a terrible bore. Without any spark whatsoever. <laughs> if there's anything positive I'd say about this, Batch gave him a good performance. The worst thing is that Ireland will repeat the same this same formula the following three years. <laughs> God. Oh boy, oh. <laughs> harsh words there. <laughs> oh boy. And this and this went to number one in the Irish charts. Oh, okay. 
for a few weeks. Oh, I'm not too familiar with um, what kind of gets popular in the, the Irish charts, really. I should really check that out. <laughs> okay, so anything else before we give this a score? No. Song called. It reminds me of a song that was in the charts in the sixties called uh, "Rhythm of the Rain," which is a which is another very sad love song about rain. <laughs> Who sang that? I don't know if I know that song. Oh, I think it was by the Cascades. Listen to the rhythm of the falling rain. That one. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, it's probably it was probably playing on Pick of the Pops one time. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, let me just check when that song came out, um, because oh yes, it came out in '62. So I can I can claim plagiarism on that. One. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so let's give it a score. I'm going to give this a three. Um, <laughs> um, it's a three or four. I can't. I shouldn't give out too many fours. I'll give it a three. Okay. Oh, I know what's coming now. A big fat zero. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and the public give it a three out of five. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So song number five. Germany. L'Allemagne. This is Ulla Wiesner with Paradis, wo bist du? Which means Paradise, where are you? I don't know what you guys were going to say about this, but this is a point <laughs> where, in my recent rewatch, I was, I was, um, less, I was kind of, um, okay, so, so, so I, I, I re, so, um, in the <clears throat> research to doing this, um, uh, review, I, I watched it a couple of times, and in my last rewatch, I kind of, uh, kind of half watched it and also was kind of following along the translations on digiloo.net just to see what kind of songs I'm dealing with and um, and this was the point where I'm kind of like oh my god is it, is this all going to be love songs and um, oh, little did I know <laughs> and um, it it's a decent song. Uh, it's uh, one of the four songs that ended up in zero points, which is probably a bit harsh, but uh, th I have to say that this was one of the first songs that I was struggling to keep my attention. <laughs> I don't know what you guys would think, but um, it it's not bad. It's not bad, but there wasn't. I didn't find much in it to grab me, pretty much. I think it is bad. Oh, really? What? I I just don't think it's a particularly very well composed song. Um, it's quite melancholic and reflective, and then she's got this big sort of bongo frenetic beat behind her. It just doesn't work, <laughs> at least not for me, and. Yeah, if if I was going to pick one of the of the nil punters that did deserve nil par, I would pick this one. Oh, okay. Uh, what about you, Rui? I have to disagree with anyone else because I find it to be a lovely eclectic samba influenced German schlager entry. I mean, those arrangements are heavenly for me. The performance could have been could have been better. I agree. I, I didn't think it was really terrible. In a way, utterly underrated that night as well. I should find out if there's a studio version out there. Maybe it would sound better. Uh, let me just... Uh... The studio sounds as good as live, for me. 
One thing I would like to say is that um, one of the writers of the song was a guy called Hans Blum, and he wrote. He went on to write several more German Eurovision songs, including Über die Brücke gehen under a mansion, which I think is a wonderful song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, having a look on the credits on... Um... Now. So yeah, he did Uberdi Brook again. Uh, he also did Anushka. Uh, yeah, Anushka in uh, 1967, and uh, he also did Germany's 1969 entry, Prima Ballerina. Oh, Prima Ballerina, Prima Ballerina. Number one of 69. Oh, okay. Spoilers. <laughs> and then Uberdi Brook. Nice choice. Hmm, yeah, that is a nice choice. Um. Okay, um, um, anything else before we give this a score? I've seen this one in the ecforum.net. In later interviews, it was stated that her bad results ruined her chances of a promising, promising solo career, reducing her to be a backing singer. Aww. At some point, she didn't have a place to go until she met her husband. Oh, that's kind of sad. Oh. Okay, so let's. And get... I'm just re I'm just reading these lyrics and the translation that you were mentioning, and it she sings about getting a slap in the face. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> she must have given Kathy Kirby ideas. Oof! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, let's give Germany a score. I'm going to give this a three. Well, I don't think it's awful, so it's it it's a two from me. Fünf. Fünf, five. Five punkte, so that's five points. And uh, das Publikum uh, gives Germany three, uh, drei punkte out of five. Sehr gut. Oh, it's been a long time since I did the German tree on Duolingo. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I mean, fun, it would be a two. Thank God for that, at least. A compromise. <laughs> oh, by, by, the, by the way, um, Paradise, Where Are You? Another 2020 song. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I just want this crappy year to end. I'm just, I'm just hoping that as soon as the clock strikes 12 on the 1st of January 2021, everything will be fine. <laughs> No more corona, no more, no more, like, horrible politics and stuff like that. Everything will be fine. <laughs> and we can good, all good go luck. to Eurovision. Good luck with that. Viel <laughs> oh. Glück. Viel Glück. Okay, so, um, sorry, one I'm worried. Okay, song number six. Austria. Ludwig. This is Udo Jürgens with Sag ihr, Ich lass sie grüßen, which means tell her that I send my love. Sag ihr, ich lass sie grüßen. Sag ihr, ich bin vergnügt. Sprich nicht von der Hoffnung, die so oft this is the second of three consecutive Udo songs in uh, Eurovision, and uh, this one's quite nice. And, um, you know, it's got a really nice melody. I mean, you could say that it's basically a typical Udo, Udo um, Eurovision entry, but uh, it's very nice. And um, I kind of like the lyrics to this one. And um, I, I noticed that... Um, this one is like visually quite stand out from the other entries because uh, the th this one he he's basically in a in a spotlight so it looks um visually different from most of the other performers uh in this year's contest which I, which I think is quite interesting and I think it has a nice visual effect even though it's in like fuzzy black and white <laughs> 60s quality <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think this is a really nice tune, I think. I love the, love the early staging concept. 
He's not. He's not. He's not on the small stage. He's on at the piano, and you can see the orchestra right behind him. It really works. And do you know what? I think all of Udo Jürgen's three Eurovision songs were all masterpieces. I think. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Udo in Eurovision Song Contest equals great greatness. I think that's his best Eurovision entry ever, by an inch. I mean, not much I could say about Udo. Hmm, Udo's performance even either, because it was equally wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Okay, anything else before we give our Shreya score? Nope? Okay, I'm going to give this a four. Via, via Poopton. <laughs> Vier, yeah, they're good. It's a fünf for me, a five. Okay. Fünf für mich also. Ah. Also five for me. Ah, they're good. They're good. Oh, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, this is how okay. rusty my tune don't, is. Sure. Don't don't worry, Kylie, because um, your your language is coming next. Oh yay! <laughs> okay, and uh, that's. Publicum geared das Österreich drei Punkten three points. <laughs> God, what? Oh. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Understatement. Okay, okay, public, you're fired. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so song number seven. Norway. La Norvège. This is Kirsty Sparboer with Carousel, which of course means carousel. Mama Benstal, you sure am a first. Can't you honor for hunger, you first? Via Hanger of Kelly, somebody flipped on me. A little hunger, like a So, um, this one's a pretty, I think this one's a pretty cute song. Uh, I mean, it's not great, uh, but it's, uh, but it's a nice catchy little song and, um, it's quite interesting. Like, it's a song about uh, a love triangle, pretty much. Um, uh, she's basically singing about how she's un undecided between going out with Hjel or with Arna and, um, <laughs> she can't decide and um yeah I've, <laughs> uh, which is quite a nice change from all, all the other sad love songs competing this year and um yeah it's it's, it's not too bad it's, it's quite a cute pop song i think it's quite cute you know why but i don't think it's really competitive i mean yeah. Kirsten, you have best to defend the song though a pity she never had a song uh, a song, New Vision Song Contest, in which she could really shine. Yeah. Although, although I, I liked the 1969 effort. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's not too bad. <laughs> yes, I think, I think one of her three Eurovision songs was an absolute stone-cold classic. But this one isn't really. It's not saying it's bad. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't think it's again. I don't think it's particularly well composed. I mean, it's yeah. got a very long, it's got a very long instrumental break, which makes me think. Well, did what did they did they run out of lyrics or something? <laughs> and and then I and then I think to myself, this song doesn't really belong in the Eurovision. It belongs in, in a film, a, a musical film. And at this point, at that point in the song. They should be in, in a in a fairground, and they should, and that's where the dance break comes in with people dancing around the carousel. Oh, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, it's it's an it's it's a cute song. I like the story about how she's torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool, uh, loving both of them is breaking all the rules, and um. Of course, of course, one of them has to be called Shell because it rhymes with carousel, obviously. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but 
but she deserved more than one point. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. Oh, well. Okay, so uh, anything else before we give it a score? No. Okay, so Jaikir Norga, three points. Uh, two points. Two points, okay. Two. Two points. Two. Okay. Uh, so, Folkit Gyrnorge, three point. That's five point. Three points, sorry. That's okay. Okay, so, um, uh, song number eight. Belgium. La Belgique. This is Lisa Marke with Als Head Veer Lente Is, which means when it's springtime again. Ik tell the sterren van april die aan de hemel staan. Ik wou zo graag met jou gelukkig door het leven gaan. Ik spaar voor jou. So uh, I was hinting earlier that there was one song that uh, got nil points this year that I would actually c- can't really argue with, and this is the one. Um, you said, uh, John, oh. John, you said that Germany was your one, Belgium's mine. Uh, it's mainly, I mean, it's not my last place of the year. We'll get to that a bit later. <laughs> oh, can't wait. But uh, it's it's mainly because. And it's not even a terrible song, but it's it's mainly because it's a really boring 50s Eurovision style kind of. It, it belongs more in like the 50s, early 60s kind of chanson era of Eurovision. Yeah. And considering yeah. that this is 1965, which is a turning point in the direction that um, Eurovision goes in terms of like the type of song that wins and is represented in the contest, it just feels like... This is like pretty much like an antiquity, <laughs> pretty much, and yeah, th- 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 that's all I've got to say. Yeah, it took Belgium years and years to find a more um, popular sound that people could vote for. Yeah. Um, again, I think this song belongs in in a musical film. I mean, I, I imagine imagine Lisa standing next to a, a fountain in a pink evening dress and just <laughs> singing, and her you know her partner's run off from some pretext, and she's singing about oh how life is amazing and sweet and <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, it's not, you? it's not, it's not terrible. No. What about you, Rui? I think it's a quite soothing classic ballad with a bit of mid-contemporary arrangements in the chorus. What? A bit. And I and Lisa, Lisa did a really good performance. Yeah. Another one whom, with another one whom that was utterly underrated that night. Another one. Hmm. For me, at least. At least. I agree. Yeah. Okay, anything else before we give it a score? I'll take that as a... Sound like it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give Belgium two points. Um, It's a three from me. Vier. Vier. Vier, so that's four points. Okay, and the public, give it a one out of five. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm surprised. I must say they and the F word. Oh. oh no, this is a family podcast. <laughs> we do swear, but I usually try and um, bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, so uh, song number nine, and this is the last song that we'll be covering in this first half. So, song number nine. Monaco. Monaco. This is Marjorie Noel with Vadir à l'amour, which means go tell, lo- go and tell love. Vadir à l'amour, qui viennent en copain. 
retiens, tu sauras mieux que moi me trouver dans la nuit. If you think that um countries trying to copy the formula of the previous year's winner is a recent development. Uh, well, this is evidence to the contrary, because clearly Monaco in 1965, uh, no, in 1964, looked at um, Gigliola winning with uh, I'm Too Young to Fall in Love song and thought, why don't we do that the following year? And this is pretty much it. It's a, a, it's a it, 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 it's basically like the same kind of subject matter as a nono letter, but with much less compelling or interesting results, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> one thing I've noted, one thing I've been thinking to myself when we've been watching all these rewatches with Monaco and Luxembourg in them is. How lucky France were to have about three entries in the contest every year. <laughs> True. Occasionally, occasionally they had four when either Belgium or Switzerland sent, sent someone French and as well. Five. And five at times. Oh, 72, boy. 78. <laughs> True. True. Um, I've I don't have very much to say other than I think this song is so cute. Oh, it's so sweet. It, I just, I just think everything about it is so sweet. The song is sweet. Her voice is sweet. Yeah. And it's very, it's very pleasant for me to. It's very pleasant for me to listen to. Uh, Rui, what do you think? Well, for me, it's quite, it's quite a dreamy and cozy mid-classic, mid-contemporary ballad. And Marjorie Kevin gave it a very nice performance. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I imagined myself in bed after hearing this and, and go and go to sleep, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's good to have like a have a song that will um, lull like you to a nice, nice little dreamy sleep. There. <laughs> oh. Okay, anything else before we give it a score? No. 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 Okay, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember how it goes. Uh, je donne le Monaco deux points. That's um, uh, two points to Monaco for me. Cinq points. Okay, it's five points. À la principauté de Monaco, je veux donner quatre points. Quatre points, four. that's four points. Okay, and uh, le public donne le monaco. I'm not sure if that's right. Um, uh, deux points. That's two points. Mm. So there I get the I get the feeling that it was about this point in the contest where the public was starting to fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> totally underrated by the Eurovision fans in general. Always, like oh. everything up until Norway was getting three, four. Now. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so that's it for part one. So um, part two, we'll um, be discussing... Uh, I, I imagine there's be a few interesting talking points. Of course, we'll have the eventual winner in the second part. So it'll be from Sweden to a Switzerland. A lot of story to tell. Oh, that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, so um, part two will be out. Um, well, uh, will be out hopefully within a week of this first part coming out. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I know I can't really promise you anything. I know our listeners know full well about that. But anyway, um, so um, keep uh, we'll keep you posted on part two and um, uh, just a. Quick announcement: um, uh, the, uh, the EC Pulse podcast uh, is uh, in the process of um, having its archive being added to Spotify, so you can listen to us on Spotify now. Um, Yay! I pretty much. Henry. We haven't got uh, every episode up just yet. Uh, I think we've got like our retro reviews and. Um, 
annual reviews up to 2016 added i'm in the process of adding more it would probably take a take quite a while especially because uh, some of our older podcasts i put on a <laughs> i put on a, a external hard drive so i need to sort that out but um yeah you can uh, th- there's plenty of podcasts uh, uh, that of ours that you can catch up on on spotify which is quite exciting um, so be sure to check that out and also check out ESCPulse.com. Um, I'll be looking to revamp the web the the website's content pretty soon. Um, uh, so that'll be interesting. So uh, until next time, goodbye. Bye bye. Bye.